Welcome to Pawtastic Friends, the Paw Talk. In this podcast, we visit with Pawtastic Friends founder Michael and Melissa Novelli about their passion around providing enrichment training for rescue dogs. We'll tell the stories of Pawtastic Friends through their work with rescue dogs. There are some heartwarming stories. There are some heartbreaking stories. But I know you'll enjoy this podcast, Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox back with Mike and Melissa Novelli for another episode of Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk. This is a show where we get to talk about some of the most special animals that have gone through the Pawtastic Friends Enrichment Program. Michael and Melissa, welcome back. Thank you, Tom. So who do you have to tell us about today, Melissa? So we'll start out with Zuma. Zuma was a special little girl that found herself into rescue. She was in a boarding facility for quite some time, had a little bit of an injury to her leg, maybe from jumping in the kennel, a little hip issue. But when we put her in the program, we started her in swim because we thought that might help with her mobility and help increase muscle and really be an aid to rehabilitating her her leg and her hip. Then after she started into swim, we started her into training and she just loved it. Excelled, smart as a whip, loved problem solving, just a great gal. All along, she was in our boarding buddies program. So volunteers would take her and walk her every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, pick her up from transport. And that being said, two of our great volunteers, Tom and Nancy Richards, just fell in love with Zuma. They transported her to training. They transported her to swim. They took her on overnight staycations at their house and just fell in love with her, transported her to the, to the vet to check on her hips and her legs. Then, then they fostered her because she needed to have a more peaceful place instead of in a kennel where barking dogs surrounded her and she was jumping around. So they took her into her their home and gave her a peaceful place to recover and rest her leg. And it just did wonders for her. So all that being said, she actually was up for adoption and somebody happened to be interested in her, but Tom and Nancy couldn't let her go. So now she became Zuma Richards. They adopted her and she's living life large and living her happily ever after. Melissa, I heard you say something I'd not heard before, which was problem solving. Can you tell us about the problem solving part of your enrichment training program? So problem solving activities and puzzles where they hide treats and they have to solve the puzzle. Problem solving is also involved in our nose work program because they have to search and solve puzzles by finding the treats. And it's such an amazing task for them because it's like running outside for like two miles or three miles. It exercises the mind and it really exerts a lot of energy 
and keeps their mind sharp, but really keeps their energy level maintained. Uh, okay, next up we have Pama. Okay, so Pama, <laughs> this is this is a crazy one here. Our location of the Enrichment Training Center is Pama Lane. So I was in Chicago business trip, and one of our trainers says, "I think somebody tied a dog to the fence." So she sends us a picture. There's a bag. There's a leash. There's no dog. <laughs> We're, we're like, where's the dog? So the people behind us, the dog got off the leash and they held the dog over there behind us in the building. And we're like, okay, now what do we do? So we reached out to one of our rescue friends, Animal Network. They took the dog in. And since it was tied up to our fence, we paid for all the dog's medical because, you know, we want all the dogs spayed and neutered. We paid for all the dog's boarding and we paid for all the dog's training. And Melissa, every dog she meets, she wants to take home. If it was up to her, this house would be full of 101, not Dalmatians, but pit bulls and chihuahuas and everything else. So Pamela eventually got adopted, but that was one of the cases where the owner couldn't take care of the dog anymore and, you know, just basically tied the dog to the fence, hoping we could help, and we did. So that was great that we had the ability to help the dog that he couldn't care for anymore. And... uh, get it training, pay for its boarding, pay for its medical, and find it a new home with our rescue friends at Animal Network. It's it's just amazing that how many people are struggling right now. Today at the center alone, we had four calls of people who wanted to surrender dogs. One lady, her grandma had passed away. The dog had puppies, pit bull chihuahua puppies. So, you know, spade and neutering is a big thing that a lot of people, they just don't know. They need to be more educated on that. Uh, that's a great point, Michael, because – having spayed and neutered dogs is a huge health issue, not simply for the dogs, but for any offspring they might have and really for a wider variety animals as well. And uh, that message, everyone tries to bring that message and still, we still need to talk about it. I mean, I mean, I remember growing up as a kid and watching the price is right. Bob Barker at the end of every show, have your pet spayed and neuter, but People hear it, but they don't do it. And that's what causes a lot of problems, you know, because, oh, my dog's cute. You know, it drives me crazy hearing somebody's got a pit bull, but I just want them to have one litter. Well, that's great. They're going to have 10 puppies. And then if that dog gets another dog, it's just a never-ending cycle. It's a never-ending cycle, and the dogs suffer. And that's one of the reasons that we really prefer rescue dogs, because we know that wherever they have been, whether it was a city pound or a city shelter or private shelter or fantastic friends, they're going to be taken care of medically. And that, you know, we have some assurance that uh, they, they will have received that treatment. So do you currently have a dog or a puppy that you've got that you could tell us about? So we're going to talk about Shakira and Shakira is about six years old and she's a little, Chunky Pitbull. She's like a little barrel. (laughs) And (laughs) this dog is amazing. She comes on Mondays and she is so excited. She can't wait to get into the center. And she's actually been in the program since 2018. That's how long the dog's been in boarding. So five years. Mm -hmm. We met her January of 2018 and she's still in the program. An amazing dog. She excels at agility. She's like an Olympian, zipping through tunnels, jumping over hurdles, and climbing the A-frame, and she just can't get enough. 
She loves playing fetch. She loves puppuccinos. She's a great dog. The only thing about Shakira is she does need to be your one and only because she's not fond of other dogs. But she has so much love. Her hips don't lie. And she's just this great dog. So Shakira, Shakira. Why don't you uh, pick up on that a little bit? Because I don't think people understand some dogs just need to be your solo dog. And doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. Just that's just the way they are. And, and how do you identify those types of dogs? And how does enrichment training help a dog who, who really wants to be a, a solo dog? So some dogs are, when they're surrendered to the rescues or the shelter, you know, because their previous owner lets, lets the organization know that they're not fond of friendly dog or they're not fond of dogs. You know, some dogs end up in rescue because they're not getting along with the other dog in the household. And they basically, you know, surrender them because of that. We have socializing walls there. So what we like to do is we like to utilize those walls to safely socialize dogs, one on each side, and and really test it out because you don't always know. It could be the environment. If a dog's in a shelter for five years and the only contact they get with other dogs is when the dog runs by their kennel back and forth and they have no socializing or interaction with them, it's a negative experience. So we like to handle socializing and doing socials for dogs in the program, even dogs that are outside of the program we help, we've helped because it's a safe environment. And then you could really see the dog's mannerisms. You know, it could be, like I said, the environment. Then once we feel that it might be a good fit, then we could take the walls down and walk side by side and then eventually drop the leashes where the dogs can be together. And, and socialize is very important when the dogs are young puppies. Not when they're a year old, not when they're two years old. You gotta socialize them young because otherwise that, you know, that's a contributing factor to them being like, oh my God, who's who's this? What you know, they're gonna take my food, they're gonna take my toy, they're gonna, you know, hurt my owner. You know, socializing is so important. And I'd probably say that. In our program, I'd probably say that 85% of the dogs are labeled as only dog household. Really? Wow. Let's transition over to, I know you've got a big fundraiser coming up, and I wanted to spend a little bit of time for you guys to talk about that again. How's that coming along? Can you tell us uh, once again about it so our listeners will know about it and hopefully can support Potastic Friends on your annual event? The events are so much work. We've got an incredible team. They were there all day today, putting together baskets and putting together raffle prizes. And it's just a lot of work doing the events. And you just hope the community comes out and supports, you know, our mission to help these homeless rescue dogs because, you know, they deserve it. So we have local entertainers coming. We've got 31 vendors. We have food trucks. We're hoping to have some media coverage. But the main thing we do these events where is to raise funds. So, the easiest way for us to raise funds is people that donate. So individual donors, corporate donors, people that just want to help, you know, change the lives of these dogs because they don't choose to be in a boarding facility that's basically jail 24-7. So, you know, this is our biggest event, our block party, and uh, we're looking forward to Sunday. And then we're looking forward to Monday when we get the rest after. And then Tuesday. So uh, tell us what time on Sunday. 
It's 10 to 4. 10 to 4. And 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Once again, your address. 2200 East Pama Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada. 89119. The major cross streets are Sunset and Eastern. We're conveniently located by the airport in Sunset Park. So we're going to link to the Pawtastic Friends website and to the Pawtastic Friends uh, annual fundraising event in our show notes. I hope we can get pictures of Zuma, Pama, and Shakira so we can uh, put those on some of our social media sharing materials. Michael and Melissa, thanks again. I look forward to another visit for Pawtastic Friends, the Paw Talk. Once again, thank you so much for helping us spread our message because without you, we don't hit all these new people that we need to hear about what we're doing. We're the only ones in the country that do this as a nonprofit enrichment training center for rescue dogs. So support from anywhere goes directly to the dogs. Once again, the only people that get paid is the landlord, the utilities, and the trainers. Melissa and I work full-time. Our volunteers work full-time. Nobody takes a penny. It all goes to where it should be, the dogs. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you will consider a donation to Pawtastic Friends. They perform a great service. They're great people, and they enrich the lives of dogs, of people, of their trainers, and a wide variety of others. I've linked to Pawtastic Friends in the show notes. You can check out a video of Darling if you're interested in taking a look at adopting her. Pawtastic Friends, The Paw Talk is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.